the truth. You can't handle the truth. Talk the talk. Do you walk the walk? Good day, all active listeners. Trust you all well. It's PK with Walk the Talk. Uh, we're going to be talking about something amazing today that's on many people's minds. <coughs> it's called mm. sex. Something that's not spoken often in the churches. And one day when I did mention it in church, we had to phone the ambulance to come and <laughs> resuscitate some of the old people. So <coughs> this is a topic that keeps many, many people away from church. And um, even myself, when I first became born again, I searched the Bible about this topic. But I've got a friend joining me here today. He's going to introduce himself. My name is Luando. Um, I was here last week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were talking about relationships. So I'm here and I believe that I'm going to enjoy the, you know, what we're going to be talking about. Obviously, I'm not married, so it, it's going to be interesting. <laughs> you know, <laughs> to talk about sex when you're not married. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's obvious that I believe that most of us as guys, it's just one thing that we, we talk about, we think about. You know, uh, if you think about marriage, honeymoon, the, the first thing that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> comes to you, it's actually sex. So, yeah, let's, let's hear from you. So let's do this. I've got um, there's a studio audience at, the b audience at the back. They're all watching me with big eyes. <laughs> I filled the room this morning to come and see, hey, what is going on here with this topic today? So I want to ask one question. Maybe you can answer this question. Okay. Did God create your eyes, ears, nose, and mouth? Yes, it did. What about your hands? It did. Your rest of your body? It did. What about your private parts that you use for sexual intercourse? He did. Okay. So how easy is, is it to speak about your eyes and ears? If we had a topic about your eyes and ears, you'd be very easily. You'd yeah, say, oh, it's, yeah. Very, it's very simple. But when we talk about sex and mm. we're speaking about male organs specifically, it's a taboo subject in most churches. Yeah. Uh, most pastors never, ever approach that s subject. Mm. And I can tell you something. The church is empty of young people because of it. Most young people are ostracized when they are single. It's almost like the pastor looks at them or they walk into a church and they already feel judged. It's like, your people are looking at me. Yeah. And we go to church and we see, not me, when I was younger, I'd go to church and I'd see a young lady and I would talk to her. And then the pastor and the elders would come to me often and say, what are you talking to that young girl for? Mm. You come to church to worship the Lord. Mm. Well, mm, there's some young men that have come to worship the Lord and they find a wife in the church. Yeah. So instead of encouraging and saying, okay, guys, we've got this youth and we understand that they need a wife or the wife, the woman needs a husband, we start not speaking about sex mm. and almost making sex into a sin. Most pastors, when the youth approaches them to speak about sex, they try and get somebody else to broach that subject. Yeah. I've even had pastors send their young people to me to counsel because the young man's got a pornography problem. Mm. And I'm saying, uh, but Pastor, why can't you counsel? He says, no, I don't deal with young people. Sure. It's not once, not many, many, many times I'm having young people come to me that come from churches for counseling because their pastor don't know how to counsel young yeah. people, which is ridiculous. Okay. 
So this morning I want to speak about that. I want to speak about masturbation. Mm-hmm. I want to speak about sex. I want to speak about what are young people in South Africa today, if not the whole world, going through and what are their thoughts about sex? Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to put you on the spot here. What did God, because you, you always got a very clean answer for me. So yeah. I like your answers. Okay. What did God create sex for? It's for production and pleasure. Production. <laughs> <laughs> so we have like a production line. Eh? Yeah. We have sex, sausage, sausage type of factory, production. Okay. Pr- you pr- to reproduce. Yeah, to reproduce. Okay. Yes. Yeah, production means that you're going to make more, plenty of one. Yeah. So are you, when you may get married, are you going to have a production line with your wife? Yeah. How uh, many kids are you going to have? Three. <laughs> <laughs> three. Okay. And that yes. takes work. Yeah. It's okay. a lot of work. So right from the beginning of the Bible, Adam and Eve were told, go forth and multiply. Yeah. God has given us that to, to go and say, listen, enjoy sex. Mm. It's a, uh, we have sexual pleasure. God created us yeah. to have sexual pleasure. Yeah. When you speak about that in the church, you can see people's faces I'm looking at these young men's faces here. Their eyes are big. Like, did he really say that? <laughs> yes. <laughs> God created sex so that we can have pleasure. Yeah. It's a way to 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 draw closer to each other. Mm. Imagine marrying somebody and never having sexual pleasure. Mm. You might as well just have a good friend. Yeah. So God created male and female. Those parts fit perfectly. There's there's He created those parts to fit perfectly. Mm. He created those parts to love to have a good time and to have babies, mm. okay? The the making of that child doesn't happen in one event. Yeah, It might, but most times it takes a, a period of time to get into a place where you're having sexual intercourse uh, and often, and then you have a baby, Yeah, okay? But it's there to be enjoyed. Go and, re- go and read the Song of Solomon. Yeah, There's passion, love. He tells you what to do with the different body parts. Yeah. Now, most people will not speak out of the Song of Solomon because it's embarrassing. Mm. Uh, You've got to get up in front of a congregation of maybe old ladies and you've got to speak about this thing. But what I've done throughout my preaching career, and a a very good friend of of mine, Pastor Lyndon Nicholson, taught me something. Mm. He said when he speaks to a congregation, he looks at the 14-year-old in that person. Each person that is maybe 80 years old now that gets embarrassed when you speak about sex they were teenagers at one stage. Yeah. They may have even done stuff that you would be embarrassed to do. Mm. So we need to get rid of that stigma that when you talk about sex, it's like, ooh, I'm embarrassed. I yeah. don't know how to speak about this thing. So, so we agree on this one thing, that God created male and female. The Bible says he created them, and they became one in the flesh. He was speaking about sex there. Okay? Yeah. The Bible in many times is speaking about sex. It speaks about um, intercourse, mm. but there's, a, there's a different levels of intercourse. So there's intimacy, mm-hmm. okay, which is when you get married with your wife, uh, when you're in your honeymoon period, it's fun, you, you're just enjoying sex, but there's a level of intimacy that you can go to where it goes beyond just having sex. Mm-hmm. Young men, they just have sex and it's fun. Mm. But they've never been taught that there's a, a, a thing called intimacy. Yeah. So uh, when, I, when I counsel young ladies and men that are having marital problems, the first thing I approach is the intimacy. Have they ever had intimacy? Yeah. And over the last three years, the people that I've counseled, they don't even know how to be intimate with their wife. Mm. 
It's just a matter of I wake up as a young man, I'm horny, yeah. and he wants sex. Yeah. And the woman might not be ready for that. The Bible is very clear on something. And young ladies, I had a, a topic that I used to speak about. I say if a man, and this is for the world, not for the church, if a man doesn't eat at home, he goes and gets a takeaway outside. If you're not satisfying a man at home, he's going to have a wandering eye. And I've seen this amongst Christians and people that don't believe. Yeah. Now, in the ideal world, we get married and that is your partner for life. But the problem is you are now taking two people, one male, one female, that is totally different. The emotions are different. The sexual desires are different. Yeah. So now you're trying to put these two people together yeah. and say to them, okay, you guys, go for it. You're going to now make it. You, yeah. You're going to have partners and you're going to have babies and you're going to make this. And it doesn't work like that. It takes hard work. Yeah. If you're having sexual intercourse and you are intimate with that person, things become easier. Yeah. What is intimacy? So we talk about sex. Sex is just an act that happens. But intimacy is a build up into that person's life. So what happens is, and I say to men, you need to romance her. You need to love her. One of the biggest things men battle with is that when a woman is not feeling well or she's in an emotional state, just to go and hold her and hug her and let her speak. Mm. Men are like, no, they must get over it. We're different beings, we're different people, and God has created them as the weaker sex. Yeah. Now, that already in mainstream media, if you go and read that, they'll say that is a, I'm a male chauvinist pig mm. because I'm saying they are created as a weaker sex. Yeah. God created the man as the protector, as the umbrella over the wife, yeah. and she is the weaker of the two. Okay. And if we get that right, already we're on, 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 on a, a plane where we can say, all right, we're getting this thing right. Yeah. If you want to have intimacy with your wife, it's, it doesn't start in the morning when you wake up and you're horny. It starts on a Monday where you start loving her through her emotions, start hugging her, start giving her words of encouragement, yeah. start telling her she's beautiful. You work your way up from a Monday to a Friday night. Yeah. You, and I always say to people, if you're not having a, a date night, your relationship is going to be over. Yeah. If you're not taking your wife and treating her the special way that she should be treated, that is intimacy. The intimacy is not the orgasm. The intimacy is building up to that. Um, and after reaching that orgasm, what do you do with your wife? Do you just go and fall asleep? It's, it's an emotional a physical, a mental thing for a woman. Mm. Men are different. So a woman needs that, that build up to that night of passion. Yeah. And every relationship that is not working, I say to the husband, how do you build up to a night of passion? He says, no, nah, we know Friday nights are sex night. Mm. You lost already. Okay. The Bible says, it's in 2 Corinthians, we'll read it now now. It says that when you get married, your body doesn't belong to you anymore. Mm. Your body, the male's body belongs to the woman yeah. and the woman to the man. And do not withhold from them. Yeah. Some women, when they're having, a, if the husband's upset them about something, they withhold sex. Very, very dangerous. Because it's a part of the intimacy that should never, ever be separated. That has to be nurtured. It has to be worked on. So um, there's a time people call it a honeymoon period. Usually it's a two-year period. Where couples get together, they get married, and for two years, things are amazing. Then something happens. One of two things happen. 
the the relationship becomes boring or it's the same thing over and over yeah. and the man starts thinking oh is this life or a little baby pops up and the ladies uh, or the woman's idea of life is automatically changed and she starts looking after that yeah. baby and that relationship has now got a third party yeah and that's when things change so it's very very important to look after the romantic side of your life we created like that and women know if a man's been messing around they'll know exactly men don't have that the women have something that god has given them that they can see when their husband's not in a good place yeah they can see when the husband's messing around or he's busy flirt, flirting on facebook yeah. or things like that these things are very dangerous so intimacy let's just start and finish there is a man and a woman coming together not just for sex yeah. but for romance for yeah. love and emotional support yeah okay so a lot of men just want to get there have their orgasm and that's it that's mm. not what god created our responsibilities for our ladies our wives to get to that place as well yeah okay so right so now you're not married and <laughs> you're having this desire for a woman and you you're burning with passion the bible says be careful when you burn with passion yeah. rather get married yeah okay so i want to ask you that question and i want to say to you is this as a young man i know what i went through and there yeah. was no one telling me about this there was no one saying to me hey go this way do this uh, keep your mind pure what they would do to me is i had a, a prayer meeting after school every day i'd go to this uh, the guy had a, a, a place where he was selling cars and there was a lot of men that would meet there and have a prayer meeting yeah. i come home from school and i'd go to the prayer meeting so i'm 15 years old these guys are all 30 50 around there and the one man would look at me and say kenny did you look at the girls today at school and i didn't want to lie so i'd say yes he says come let's pray for you and the prayer he would pray for me was father we cast the spirit of lust out of this boy and this went on for years <laughs> so i thought this thing that i had that i liked girls yeah. was a demon so instead of sitting with me and saying listen it's a natural path of life yeah. that god created yeah. man to like woman yeah. but there's a specific time for that yeah. and and that was my experience with christian people telling yeah. me that i'd go to the pastor and say pastor yo go and get this girl out of my mind you demon of lust come out of this young man <laughs> <I'm> like, <"Whoa."> <laughs> okay <laughs> And and instead of saying no, it's it's okay. But what are you doing with that thought? Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about mas masturbation. Masturbation. What do you want to call it? Masturbation. That's the word. <laughs> yes. So when someone does that act, can they do that without having someone in their mind? Can you do that act without with just saying okay, I'm going to do that? It's just an act I'm doing to empty my myself. Um. So for me the answer is is, is yes. Okay. Um one thing that I've noticed is that uh our brains or our minds they have an ability to form pictures based on our emotions. So based on how we feel. Yes. So you feel something and your mind has an ability now to form pictures based on how you feel. Yeah. And now which when when that process takes place what happens is that your heart is more convinced it's convicted you see so there are times where you do things not because uh, uh, of the pictures that you see in your mind but because you are emotional and i think the the biggest thing behind masturbation it's 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 actually emotions because you do it as a person because you want to feel good 
you see so but most of the times um it's always those pictures because it's just one thing that i used to struggle with and i feel like i have a big testimony when mm. it comes yeah. <laughs> yeah so you go to a mall i normally talk to the guys because you know <laughs> about these things so you go to a mall you see a nice girl and then you get home you have the picture yeah. obviously that triggers now your emotions it's you aroused, see, yeah, yeah. And sometimes we'll be in class and you see this nice t- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. nice teacher and then you go and it, it's just one thing like how like how your mind also works yes. you know but the problem is that um even though sometimes you know uh, uh, uh it's wrong the problem is that the feeling overwhelms the mind and the mind doesn't have the strength you see what i'm saying and one of the things that i've noticed that when the mind doesn't have a a, a strength if in fact if i can say the biggest thing that is i'm not just saying young people i'm talking about as christians the biggest problem that we have today or that is standing between us and god as christians it's emotions yeah and the problem is that when the man mind is not in control then there are no morals in our emotions so anything can happen you see that's why uh, uh, if a person they 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 growing up you know uh, uh, being addicted to porn now when they I love you, you were speaking about something in marriage where you said uh, people now for two years they find everything is on fire but then after two years they familiar it's the same thing now with, with with porn if you used to watch a woman a guy having sex you get familiar with that and then you move on to watch guys having sex you see what i'm saying you you, you go on to uh, and you watch you know women having sex with animals why because it's always you see it's it's not about thinking but it's about you always feeling better you see what i'm saying if you feel like now you know guys having sex or one girl having sex with with many guys and and and, and it, because it's different from what you used to so now it feels like it's it, it, it's better you mm. see what i'm saying why because of of uh, of emotions you see what i'm saying so i think that's where the 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 the, the biggest problem uh, uh, is you can answering your question i think i've i've just <laughs> gone far <laughs> but answering your question yes you you can uh masturbate without uh uh, uh pictures because it's more w- into our emotions so it's in your mind yeah yeah, yeah it's okay. yeah no that's 100 percent. so jesus said something it's in matthew 5 he said mm-hmm. if you hate your brother it's the same as murder. Yeah. If you lust upon a woman, it's the same as if being a, having adulterous yeah. affair. Okay, you'd be having adultery. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, it, it's important that because I'll take it from the counseling that I've done. The one couple, the husband couldn't have sex. He just couldn't get aroused. Yeah. Okay. After a year of counseling him, we come to find out that it's, he's uh, got an addiction to porn. Mm. So he can have sex when he's watching porn and he, he's doing the act. But when he's with his wife, because she's not in that porn movie, in his mind, she's not good enough. Yeah. So he tried to convince her to watch porn with him so that they could have sex. Okay. Mm. So it became so bad that he could not get aroused by his wife. Mm. After a year of counseling, dealing with it, it was actually a spirit that had attached himself. It was a spirit of lust. Yeah. We cast the spirit, dealt with it. We now two years later they've had a little baby they're now having their second baby yeah so um you must understand that there's a spirit of lust true it's not just oh, i've got lust yeah it becomes an obsession yeah okay so uh young people there's a lot of, and it's getting younger and younger and younger 
that they're getting involved in this pornography and it's becoming perverse. Yeah. It's becoming very, very bad. Yeah. So it's true what you say, the, the perversion or the, the act that they're watching, they start watching evil things. Yeah. Okay. So this is what my thoughts were. If a person is sort of every day they have to do this act, mm. every single day they feel they have to do this, sometimes it's more and it becomes more and more and more. Yeah. So when they get married, here's the thing, that doesn't stop. So a lot of times we think that if I just had a wife, that mm. would stop. It doesn't. So they have a wife, they'd be intimate with her and that, but that thing still carries on. And this is what I've been picking up from experience. Yeah. We think, okay, because they're burning, the Bible says when you burn, get married. Yeah. That thing doesn't, it just carries on. Mm. And if they've been addicted to porn before they got married, they're still carrying on yeah. with it. It's just now that it's, it's just hidden. Yeah. So no one knows about it. Okay, so my thoughts is this as well. So there's some uh, Jewish, going back to the Torah, yeah. That they believe it's just an act that you do, okay, to cleanse your body. Yeah. But then there's other parts that are, are the more orthodox. Mm. They say it's so bad that you should chop your hand off. So there's there's a vagueness about this. If you speak to different pastors, some older pastors will say to me, "No, it's not a problem." Others say, "No, it's a huge problem." The thing is, this we're dealing with it now. Mm. We're dealing at it with it at a, in a level where we see yeah. all these young people coming to me and say, "Pastor Kenneth, I can't stop." doing this yeah we just can't stop uh, you know it's obsession so my thoughts are, are this okay also depending on where you grew up yeah what your family allowed you to see mm. okay in south africa most young people and i'm talking 90 percent of the people in south africa come from shack dwellings yeah where as a young child they're seeing mommy and daddy doing these things yeah so they sexualized and they see sex much younger than most people that are living yeah uh, let's call it an easy life and they've got their own bedroom. So we're talking about a thing that's affecting the whole of South Africa. Yeah. It's not a pocket of South Africa. Uh, you probably f find it very difficult to find a young person that's not doing this. And I'm talking about male and female. Mm. Okay. So, and then our schools are bringing in classes. It's a sexualization of yeah, our true. youth. Okay. And what are they teaching them at age of five? You can, it's okay to do that. Mm. It's okay to touch one another. It's okay to touch this person. It's okay to touch uh, a person of same sex as yeah. long as that person's okay with it. This is in grade R. So this topic that we're speaking about is coming in a wave that we've never seen before. Yeah. And Satan is driving that thing. People say, oh, no, don't satanize it. I'm not satanizing sex. I'm saying the, the teaching of our kids. Yeah. They, um, we had, in our area, we've got something like 33 high schools and 33 primary schools. Mm. We had the primary schools in a meeting, all the principals and the vice principals yeah. talking about safety and things like that. Do you know what's one of their biggest problems? Is the young kids having sex in the toilets during break times. Mm. And, and I'm not talking just normal stuff. Kids are filming it, others are getting involved. It's a huge, huge, huge problem in South yeah. Africa today. So we need to come to a conclusion. Is it okay or it's not okay? As a Christian, I believe that you shouldn't be doing this. Yeah. Okay. If you're battling with it, you need to be speaking to someone about it. Yeah. You know, if you're battling with, let's say someone's battling with stealing, it's easy to go to the person and say, Pastor, you know, I'm battling yeah. with stealing. You know, or I'm lying. I'm, I'm a liar. I need to, please help me. I'm a liar. Yeah. When it comes to this, there's, a, there's an embarrassment that's attached to it. Yeah. Because we've made it that. 
The church has not opened up themselves to say, listen, if you've got a problem with this, come and speak to me. We will find someone that can help you. Yeah. And the problem also is that the pastor elevates himself to a place where people are terrified to go and approach mm. him and tell him this because, oh, now the pastor's going to know. Yeah. Okay. God already knows. Yeah. God already True. knows this thing. True. So you need to go to someone that you can trust. Maybe uh, the church needs to be speaking. If there's a pastor listening to this, you need to be. Yeah. If you can't speak about it, bring someone in that is willing to say, hey, guys, yeah. let's deal with this thing. Yeah. The next thing is we're also not allowing our young people to marry at the right age. Mm. We spoke about this last week. Yeah. We need to be encouraging them. Oh, I've got a girlfriend and boyfriend. Yeah. Is that, did you ask God for that person? Mm. Did you go to the Lord and say, Lord, Daddy, I, I feel I need to have a, a partner? Mm. Did you ask Him? I was going online last night and I was speaking to my wife. And uh, just going back, like my mother got married when she was 16. Mm. Okay. Those years it was okay. Yeah. Um, in America, there was a, um, and I'm not, uh, I'm not saying that kids could get married, but at the age of 12, 13, people were getting married. Mm. Okay. Because they understood that these young people are going to be doing this thing, mm. whether they're married or not. And that's where the key comes in. So as the church, we need to start speaking about this thing. We need to start waking up to the yeah. fact that the youth have got issues around this thing and it's keeping the yeah. youth out of church. Because one of the, the people that used to come to my church, a young man, and he, he used to come there and then not come. And then one day I sat with him and I said, hey, my booty, what's going on? Why aren't you coming to church? He says, Pastor Kenneth, I've got a girlfriend and I'm in sin every day almost. Mm. So I said, well, why don't you marry her? Now I've got to pay Lobola first. There's another big thing there. We're tying these things down that these young people, no, you must first have a job. Mm. No, you must first have this. They're going to be having sex out of marriage. So, yeah. so in a sense, we, we're actually forcing them into a situation. They're hiding this thing from the parents mm. and it's a problem. Yeah. The church needs to start saying, listen, our youth... We need to start speaking truth to them. Yeah. And um, as far as the act goes, uh, my personal opinion is a sin. Okay. Mm. Uh, I think it's a sin. The Bible speaks about sexual sin, not only sinning against God, but sinning against your physical yeah. body. Okay. Yeah. Needs to be dealt with. Mm. Okay. Um, I know an older pastor that would be horrified by me saying that. There's a, there's a doctor friend of mine also. He says, no, no, they must do this. Yeah. I, I went online, I just checked with a few doctors and that. They say people that abstain, they don't get sick. Okay. Mm. So some doctors say, no, you need to have this emission because it helps your immune system and mm. all this. Other doctors have said, no, it actually helps your immune system. Mm. So the health benefits are there as well. The mm. problem is we've got some that say yes and some that say no. Yeah. In the church, the church is silent. Mm. Okay. So we just say, no, don't do it, but we don't explain why. Yeah, we don't explain why. Yeah. It's the image that you're drawing in your mind, mm. and you're making up an image, and you're making up this this picture, which becomes a reality yeah. in your mind, and it yeah. becomes an addiction. Yeah. Okay, so that thing becomes an addiction, and yeah. that's where the problem is. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Um, yeah. And if you want to add something there, I think there has to be, like, in terms of what we talk about, specific as you know, leaders. Uh, pastors out there there has to be a, a shift from the outside world into the, the the internal life of a person 
If you if you look at Jesus, the the Sermon on the Mount, you actually touch on it. I think it's the the second chapter of the Sermon on, on the Mount. Yeah. And Jesus, what he does, he actually shifts about talking. You know, people seeing you, how you look on the outside, yes. and then he goes on to your secret relationship with God. And one thing that was uh, interesting was that because I was in the bus yesterday and I was thinking that you know. It's easy to make yourself look good on the outside because you already know how you look, you know. So, you know, if, okay, I dye my hair, this is how I'm going to look. You know, there, there's something that leads you to, to, to that, to that image that you have in your mind. But the problem is that most of us, we're not even born within. You see, we, we don't have a picture of how we're supposed to look within. Mm. You see what I'm saying? And now uh, uh probably it may sound like I'm, I'm against emotions i'm not against emotions but the problem is when your emotions are not managed which means if if if, if your emotions are, are not managed what happens is that there's confusion you see what i'm saying because i believe for different uh, based on how we feel there's always a role you see what i'm saying but now emotions are just the center of our lives so now that's what we see yeah. Everything based on emotions is projected on the outside. Other people, they feel like, you know, I'm gay. It's based on emotion. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Why? Because people, they don't have a path within themselves to walk. They don't, they don't have a map. And it, it's the thing to say, you have to learn who you are within you. And you have to find a right way. I believe Jesus is the way within ourselves. How we conquer within. Then now what happens is that we shift to young people. Because we, we don't just have understanding, we have a testament within ourselves, how we conquered within ourselves. And we can say, this is how you look inside of you. That's why you are addicted to porn and all that. But you sort of have that image that they're going through within themselves, how they're confused, so that you're able to release them within them. Because that's, that's where the problem is. They, they are ashamed because their secret place is very dark. Mm. You see what I'm saying? And it's useless to say, the power of God and all that when you cannot give them away you you cannot help them to be set free within them because mm. life is real there, and that's where they live that's where all these emotions are active so we need to be able now to give them a path to release them you know to inspire them to help them build a picture of who they are within them mm. and uh so I, th I think that's just the one of the 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 the, mm. the biggest things that we need to do yeah all right I see we've run out of time okay so this is Pastor Kenneth with mm -hmm. Walk the Talk. God bless you all. Active FM. Radio has never been better.